Oh, am I actually on? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, was, I thought you were joking. The okay. premiere episode. That's great. Oh, huh? am I actually on? Okay. So Nothing this... like a great uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck up yeah, right at the very beginning. Start. <laughs> great start. Okay. Um, oh, I'm feverish. Okay. This is the first episode of Boomers, Zoomers, and Losers, where hey. three members of three different generations give opinions that no one asked for. I'm Annika, and just for the sake of the generations, I'm 22. I'm Robert. I'm for the sake of the generations. I'm 43. <laughs> and I'm Ira. For the sake of the generations, I'm uh, 53. Plus, plus 20. Plus 22. Is that right? You're I'm 75, se- right? I'm, se- okay. I'm 75. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be dead soon. So you're the resident boomer. Mm-hmm. I am. Because you're from the baby boomers. Yes. Were you offended when that Australian woman, woman said, okay, boomer? Does that bother you? <laughs> was that what, what was that a reference to? Oh, I can tell oh. you, you're really paying attention to Australian news. Well, what you did? never heard of okay, boomer? It is vaguely familiar to me. Is it from a film or what is an a boomer expression? thing to say? <laughs> He's just like, what? They're making fun of me. No. <laughs> Australia. I just, all I know is a, a dingo ate my baby. <laughs> Can you twist that microphone towards you? Who me? Yeah, you. A dingo ate my baby. Yeah. Okay. You didn't twist it at all. Can you twist it? What? Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. It is just it? keeps going back to the same. Or the other. Oh. Yeah. It keeps going back to the same position. There you go. Oh, wait, I'm blinking now. My red light's blinking. Yeah, I'm un- blinking. By pushing it. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm or, solid. Or licking it. I'm you can so- lick it too. <laughs> okay. So, okay, boomer was sort of like the millennial or Gen Z response whenever a boomer might say something close what they what they would regard as closed-minded or conservative. <laughs> so, it's sort of their like way of being like talk to the hand. If that makes sense. Is that what is what boomers do? No, no, that that's what okay boomer is. Oh, that's what you're telling me okay boomer. It was a, so it's a woman in Australia a, yeah. who was like speaking to the general parliament or whatever and somebody had made some comment and she just shut him up and was like, Okay boomer <laughs> I kinda like that. And that you was, like it? That was a disregard. And <laughs> then like everyone who said anything that was like kind of old fashioned, they would be like, Okay boomer and it became a thing to right, just call right. people boomers. I love it. Yeah. You I love, love it. it. Well, yeah. It's like yeah, you know, like whatever. Talk to the hand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm. Fi- I like the word boomer because I feel like that's a, a reference, like a character's name on the Andy Griffith Show. Mm-hmm. You know, the <laughs> Floyd and mm-hmm. Boomer and Gomer. Actually, so I so get right. the reference, and it feels right. That I love the expression. Mm-hmm. Wow, but I feel like Zoomer, which is what they would call my generation, Gen Z, doesn't have the same, like quirky ring to it. Oh, it's just a ripoff of Boomer. Yeah. A different letter. <laughs> so, Ira, you're familiar with why they call her generation Zoomers, right? Oh, is it Zoomer or Z? Oh, the Z stands Zoomer. for Zoomer? Yeah. Or? Yeah. And it's called that because? Because of, they're always on Zoom. Like, the, all the classes were on Zoom. And Are you serious? Else. Is that really Is that, is really that right? Comes from? Yeah, I, I actually so. don't know. I didn't know oh, that. Wow, no, I really, really didn't know that. Because your generation is defined by all of the pandemic stuff. Oh, interesting. Am I the one hosting this show? <laughs> yeah, this is really interesting, Robert. Tell us more. I honestly thought it was just a ripoff of Boomers. Well, it was. Yeah, it's okay, like but now Boomers it has and Zoomers. Retrospectively. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, That's real so interesting. 
So should I just do my own generation next? <laughs> Why don't you? Is, uh, the losers. So I'm a boomer, and that's because of the baby boom right. after the mm-hmm. war, right. right? And procreating, having babies, and so on. And you explained to us about uh, Generation Z for Zoom. Well, it was already kind that's of really. So wait a minute, we're confusing two things. So my my generation was Generation X, and it was Generation X because there was no identifiable. Um, there was nothing that was really identifiable about them. It was, um, and so as they grew older, it became, well, X is kind of like the perfect letter because they, um, they're kind of, they were very, um, dark and like depression and like uh, low self-esteem and things like that. Mm. And so they became known often as the losers, like the loser generation. Um, instead of the lost generation, it was the loser generation. And that was, Primarily because Beck's song Loser was very popular during mm. the heyday of that. So my generation was the loser generation, but, uh, but also commonly called Generation X. And then Generation, the millennials were called Generation Y for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. Until they were defined by the year 2000 and kind of this, um, like, here's when you were born and you're kind of defined by that whole millennial change. So they were called Generation Y. And then the next generation was, okay, we'll just call this one Z, right? You're just kind of act after X and Y and you'll be Z. And so then when they started going online, it was like, well, you're the Z generation and you're not like boomers. You're like Zoomers. I think that was kind of the, <laughs> the portmanteau of both of those worlds colliding. Well, I see. I thought Generation X was, and millennials were one and the same. No, there's a difference. But there is a difference. Yeah. So whereas Generation X was supposedly very... Um, I don't know, like depressed and, and low self-esteem. Millennials had very high self-esteem, very outgoing, very social, and they it was kind of oil and water. Hmm. And Robert, you're on the cusp of that. Yeah. So is there a generation you more identify with? or? I, I think behaviorally, I, I tend to act more like a millennial, mm-hmm. although I hate millennials. And I love, <laughs> the, I like the name Generation X. Like yeah. that sounds really cool. And then also the people of the Generation X, I like a lot more than most other millennials, but I tend to be a lot more upbeat, a lot more talkative, and a lot more um, plugged in to technology and things that, you know, would define more of a millennial. Mm. Well, why, do, why I'm don't hip. you... I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> why don't you like other millennials? Like what, what part of they it? Because suck. I mean, I don't know. I, I find most millennials to be... I, I think, and I'm sorry, Ira, to your generation, but I think baby boomers really fucked up a whole generation of people. I think they there was this kind of coddling and this um, hmm. over-pampering of, of, of kids that really wound up. Wait, are you saying that we, of my generation, have more entitlement? That we receive more entitlement as a child growing up than the current generation? No. No, not more no. than the eternal. But it, that's what, where it started. And I think when they had kids, there was all of this participation trophy. Um, you know, my child is just as good as your child and everybody wins. And this that whole mindset that really just fucked everybody all up. Well, Ira had nothing to do with that because he has no kids. <laughs> oh, but you don't think he influenced yeah. an entire generation of people? <laughs> he was a teacher. And I do have a lot of children. In Amsterdam? In, in Bangkok. <laughs> so... Is it reasonably safe to assign unique qualities and values to the generations? I 
actually don't think so. No, are you being serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm being serious. Well, then, then this whole podcast is <laughs> yeah, it's just one episode long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're being serious right nah, now. I, I mean, I think because um, I, I agree with you. You know, okay, so um, Adam ruins everything. You remember the, yeah, of the course show? I and uh, show. Adam, what's what's his last name? What's his last um, name? Anyway, anyway, yeah, but he had a really interesting, I think it was a TED talk or some sort of presentation that he gave about how generations are bullshit. And it's, it's all, you can't take an entire, entire decades worth of people, sometimes two decades of people and condense them down to one general thinking process. It's just, it's, it's as absurd, if not more absurd than taking like the Chinese Zodiac signs and saying, yeah, everybody born in 1990 all behaves this way. <laughs> Like, what what are you talking about? Like, this doesn't make any sense. I think maybe it doesn't make sense to make it so clean cut, like Generation X, Y, Z, and Boomer. But I feel like there are like big differences, like cultural differences um, past certain years that would make a difference on values. So, for example, like your, I think Robert's generation was the first to see the Internet. Um, the rise of the internet, and I'm the first generation to not know a life without internet. So I feel like that would, in some ways, change um, the kinds of sure. And Iris' generation is just now getting on the internet. <laughs> um, what's Facebook? <laughs> I'll post everything here. Uh, but I think I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But and I do think that shapes maybe a cultural understanding mm -hmm. but i i still don't think that there's any sort of like this idea of low self-esteem and yeah, yeah. and or being more talkative i don't think that really affects the kind of uh, the personality of I an agree. entire generation of people it's a very handy tool to talk about a big group of people and it certainly makes for it's it's fun. it's like doing a personality test, right? Like, oh, I'm a E. What is it? E S I P yeah, yeah. or whatever. I'm, it is. I'm INFP. <laughs> but you know, yeah. all that stuff's bullshit, right? You're you're just a human at yeah, the end of yeah. the day, and it's really fun, and it's a way for people to categorize each other and to understand one another. But I mean, at the at the root of it all, we're all E and I. We're all. In Fair. what are, what are the letters like N and uh, S or N whatever and they S, are yeah. whatever they are, right? We're we're all that way in different degrees, and you will find maybe you lean towards one of those more than another, but you'll find aspects of yourself in all of those personalities. Absolutely, and I'm really glad to hear you say that. I, I think to a large extent, it's obvious the the media that we like to categorize. We like to categorize groups of people and then Time Magazine will run a cover story about a certain generation and it's fodder for, for the user to inhale. And I, I question that and I'm going to go one step far beyond what you're saying, Robert, and suggest it's kind of detrimental. It's yeah. not healthy for our society. Well, it doesn't, we, it doesn't allow you to look at the person. It looks, yes. It, you think yeah. of a person as a category. It's all linear. I think the whole thing is quite linear, and we can perhaps make some generalizations, but they're just generalizations with many, many, many exceptions. Now, one thing I will say is I can see some similarities between certain uh, approaches. 
Uh, I've told you this before, Ira. Like you're the boomer generation. You know, my parents and their friends. They're the approach to the internet is almost universal for all of them. It's like I'll dabble, and then they get very frustrated, and they're like, "I don't want to deal with this anymore." <laughs> and they have a very short, limited. They they have a they have a comfort zone of like websites that they go to, and and that's it. And if you ask them to go outside that comfort zone, they're not comfortable with that. They can't do that. Whereas Annika, I think your generation is very comfortable like, oh, research and looking at like new, uh, new things and new ideas on the internet. And if I said, hey, there's a new, there's a new social media app and here's how it works. I think your generation would be much more apt to say, oh, let's check it out. See how this, go-. I mean, TikTok is, uh, you know, proof of that, right? Like this all born out of being something new. But those aren't values. No, I agree. Those That's are inventions that have come along. And when you're older, it's harder for you to grasp I don't buy the new that. technology. I don't buy of that. Of course it is. No. Like learning a new language, Robert. When you're younger, no, it's a lot easier either. to learn French. But no. when you get older. Says who? who says that? I read it in a book. Yes. <laughs> you read it in <laughs> Time magazine when they were trying to <laughs> shove it down your throat. I, I think the language thing is actually real. But I don't. like learning language. No, I, I just think by the time, look, I'm 43. I have no interest in learning German, right? That's the whole thing. And I've gone 43 years without learning German. So if I needed to learn German, I would do it. And I think I could do it just as well as I did when I was 12. I don't. I really don't think there's a difference between it. That's actually... N- but it's a motivation. I have no reason to do it. And, and right now, it'd be, I would be resentful. Be yeah, like, I think your brain Ugh. is more malleable when you're yeah. younger. Nah. And it's able to inhale <laughs> new stuff nah. than when you get older. No, it, it it's true, especially for languages, actually. Um, and I, I'm sure there's some, there's plenty of studies that probably show that, but I disagree with it. I think, look, I teach middle schoolers, <laughs> and if if they could actually absorb stuff really well, I would not have a job because I'd <laughs> I'd teach them after three lessons they'd be done. They just don't learn. They just don't absorb. They don't learn. And and the difference is motivated students if they're motivated if they want to learn then they will learn okay and it doesn't matter what age i think i agree that motivation is not defined by age Mm -hmm. but the like how quickly you'd pick something up would would be like you know it's like how your brain ages it's like slower sorry hey (laughs) i'm just kidding three second count to to catch up I'm sorry. What's your name again? Hey! What's, 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 get off my lawn! <laughs> what's this podcast about? Why am I here? Um, okay, but, yeah, but we're... But I would agree that motivation is not defined by age or generation. Well, then, if... And again, we agree that with your example about the internet, because the invention happened to come along, and again, with older... Well, but values. I want to go back to core values mm-hmm. do they vary from generation to generation and um i don't know <laughs> how specific are we getting with values conover oh adam God. conover that's what his name was <laughs> oh my God. conover bother me anyway, i like him thank you <laughs> <laughs> how specific are we getting with values but can you give me an example of what you mean. Yeah, well, aren't you and your generation kind of like a whiny bitch? <laughs> Not her generation. Just me. 
Uh, oh, you mean like um, social awareness? Put down the goddamn device and go play out in the snow. Okay, so and here... break your arm and play in the dirt and be late for going home and get rid of your damn cell phone. Okay, look... but here's the thing, and this is where I push back. People who always say this, but Ira, you're on your phone probably more so than almost anybody else I know. Why well, you don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is a generational thing. I think. I think we're constantly looking for an escape from what's going on in front of us. And people have different ways of doing that. The internet certainly makes it a lot easier to do that. But even before the internet, you know, you see parents that were always like, uh, you know, moms were always talking on the phone. I know you probably don't remember this, Annika, because this was pre-internet. But, you know, it's, you know, they'd be gabbing with all their friends down the street, right? How many movies was that a trope where the mom was always talking on the phone, right? And it's because that was their kind of escape. Right. Or like reading a book or something like that. You know, even I'm just flashing on this for whatever reason. I'm thinking about Indiana Jones and the, um, the Last Crusade. And he sees his, his dad, you know, the young Indiana runs into the room with uh, his dad. And his dad is busy doing all of this history where he has, he's found this escape. And he's not willing to pay attention to his son because he's busy escaping from his own reality. And I think that's kind of what we're all doing. So to blame it on technology, I think, is a, is a misstep. And I don't think it's technology. I think it's our own attention spans, no matter what your age is. It's just easy to point to her generation and say, oh, you're used to the internet. You use it very fluidly and frequently. So that must be the cause of all your problems. <laughs> but I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I do feel like, like that is another behavior, like the use of how often we use technology. But that actually changes a lot, I think, in the individual. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, stuff like TikTok and Instagram. Like, the the invention of, or the introduction of Facebook and Instagram actually correlates really highly with teen suicide rates for girls. So, even though it is definitely, I would say, just a human behavior, it definitely changes the mindset the correlation is not causation i think you're finding people who might be suicidal might be on the internet more right you're saying because they're on the internet more they're committing suicide and that's not necessarily which one is is the cause you from your generation and i know several people of your generation that have done this are much more apt to go cold turkey and be like i'm not going to use instagram for a year like I actually I, don't, yeah. Right, and, and you've done that before. Yeah. I know that you've taken long spells away from social media. Have you ever done that, Ira? No. And tonight, you, Annika, you and I were driving in a car, and I heard several dings on your watch. There were notifications for things that were coming in, people that were messaging you or emailing you or something. You didn't even glance at your watch, and I noted that. I was like, wow, she's not even, like, I, I know for me, when I get a text or something, I'm, I'm compelled to look down and see what's going on. And Ira, you do too. I know. And I know that because we've recorded other podcasts and you have to turn your phone off because yeah. you know you'll be distracted. Yeah. And people yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I know. That's, I'm texting this to you. <laughs> so I guess my point is I just don't see the internet as being the culprit. I think the internet is just a thing. It's a tool. We are the culprit. It's us. Let me ask you something. It goes on the heels of what you're saying about one's attention span mm. and people have made the argument that because of the mtv generation with rock videos mm-hmm. and the rapid fire editing that um today's kids won't have be able to sit through kubrick's 2001 space odyssey they'd find it boring well one i don't think that's true 
I mean, there's a lot. There's go. The American Cinematheque runs uh, American the uh, 2001 Space Odyssey all the time, and it's always sold out. I mean, it, young kids. Well, I mean, it's a. Yeah. It's not all all, all boomers? senior citizens. Are they, are they all it's not boomers? all boomers. <laughs> yeah. Where are all the boomers? I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think it, it's a again, it's a very convenient handle to say, well, here's the problem. Uh, it, look, some kid shoots up a school and he was listening to satanic music. So satanic music right, must cause, cause kids right, to shoot right, up schools. Right. No. Right. It's what kind of music does the a kid, kid who shoots up schools, edge what kind of music does he to. listen to? Right. It's probably dark satanic music. Right. that's like death metal. OK, right. that doesn't mean that the death metal caused him to shoot the school up. So kids who have no attention span, what kind of stuff are they going to watch? Probably MTV. And the kids who did in your generation before MTV was existed, what did they watch? Well, they probably they didn't watch much TV. They were probably just out causing trouble and like, you know, hanging out with friends and getting arrested, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. I, I never got arrested. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's why you can watch two thousand one. <laughs> So, I, I mean, I think the attention span is not – the attention span might be the problem. I don't think it's MTV. Mm-hmm. I think we've been fed this line that we have been – our minds have been warped by the media that we consume. And that's to some extent true, but I, I think it's mainly the media that's lying about how it's it, the media has affected us. I shouldn't even say lying. They probably believe it. You know, lie implies that they're trying to manipulate. And I – I'm sure Time Magazine writes all this stuff going, can you believe these generations? Sure. People believe it. Sure. You know, th- that's not a lie. I don't even think it's purposeful manipulation. But I just don't think it's the truth. It's just not accurate. Right. Well, I also feel like the access to it, I understand what you're saying. That, like, maybe before, like, Ira could, if he had a short attention span, he could just go outside and, like, until like something catches the interest, I actually don't know what kids did. Like they would daydream. Like, <laughs> These were the daydreamers, right? These were the the kids that looked out the window and just you know just thought about other things, or they got in trouble. You know they were what always... I did? I put on puppet shows. No, I did. I I made puppets and I actually wrote out a script and I made my mom and dad watch the puppet show and a cardboard box i had an opening with a curtain i actually had a curtain and it pulled and it would pull apart and my mom and dad would put up with this us. Is so revealing <laughs> <laughs> but i used my imagination i didn't know they had puppets in the late 1800s <laughs> <laughs> wow it's such a glimpse into history yeah. <laughs> as as i was saying um the access to these technologies makes it worse because they're designed to keep your interests or keep kids' interests. Yeah, and I think that's true. But yeah. I I, the problem I have is what you're saying. They're designed to keep kids interested. I think they're just designed to keep people interested, right? right? Anybody. They don't really care that it's a kid. I mean, it's just trying to keep us going. You know, like when you go to Las Vegas and you play the slot machine and you listen to the music and the music is like, da 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 and it just cuts off midstream because you want it. It now is makes you feel like you need to put more money in and keep going so that you can continue that that kind of thought process or that not thought process, but that whole what that, the action of well, you know, I, I, the song's not done yet, and it's a subconscious effect. But I think the same thing is happening when you're consuming media. And but I don't think that that's really anything new. I mean, go back to the the 1930s. They were doing 
cliffhanger radio shows. That's designed to keep your interest. It's designed to get you to come back the next week. So this is nothing new. This is, we've been doing plays have been doing this since Shakespearean times, right? You have a you do an act, you go home, you come back the next day to finish the play, and it's like this is nothing new. It's just it's just maybe a little bit more immediate and yeah. in terms of it being right in the palm of your hand. But I feel like that makes a difference. Like you know, coming back the next day to see the play doesn't affect your brain like How the immediacy of TikTok does. Well, there's lots of studies on this, right? Well, on, I mean, on, I'm not. Like, I would I would say what are those studies and, and how are they affecting us? And I would be really concerned that I'm not saying that there's no effect. I, I, I think that's irresponsible to say there's no effect on your brain. Of course. <laughs> right. I mean, you, you see these people who are um, the, the Facebook, um, they, they watch all the like the child pornography and the bestiality and the murders yeah, and things yeah. like that, you know, like the, the, the sensors or whatever that have to go through all of that stuff. And, and they have severe ptsd from having to look at right. videos of this stuff all the time yes clearly some of the media that you're looking at online <laughs> is affecting you i can't say it has no effect but i think it is more apt to affect somebody who's who's looking for that as opposed to it affects all of us and the minute you glance at tiktok you have now <laughs> gone into the well i mean i will scroll on instagram for five or ten minutes and then i can put my phone down but i realize some, other people can't other people are like no i gotta keep going and I can also go into Las Vegas and gamble for, you know, an hour or two and then be like, okay, I'm done. I want to go home. And, and I, I can can't. watch kitty porn and it won't turn me into a, a sexual maniac. Right. And I don't know anybody else that that's the case. <laughs> right, guys? Right? 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 Hello? Well, so, I don't know. I just think it's more uh, up to the individual. That's fair. But going back to values, as Ira was saying... Do you, well, I do think the values differ, like in terms of like social justice and awareness between. On that one particular issue? Yeah, probably. I like mean, what particular issue? Well, the, the, I, I think it becomes, it's a fashion. I think the current state of like social justice has become very fashionable. Yeah. And I think. I do think there's one thing that I, I think we, we almost make a joke out of, but I do think that where social media is leading us, um, like the internet, it, we make a joke out of YOLO, uh, not YOLO, but uh, uh, FOMO, not fear of missing out. And I think so. I think we just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I wish I was there. But I think that that really has affected people pretty profoundly because you're looking at all of these images of other people having such a good time. You know, it's so curated. The whole Instagram and TikTok and everything that people put out there is a perfect image. And when you start to internalize that and you're going, okay, well, I don't have that. So how do I make my life like that? How do I become part of that? And I think when you start seeing all these other people who are affecting change in our country and doing all these things, I think there's this like, oh, I've got to be part of this movement. I've got to be part of BLM because that's, it's doing something and now I'm part of something and it's this fear of missing out. And so I think that in that way, I do think that we are affected by social media in particular. You taught me a new term, FOMO, fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. I'm not familiar with that expression. It's because you're always part of the party. <laughs> you're always there. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> You've never had FOMO. Yeah, Ira never had FOMO. <laughs> I'm always doing it. <laughs> well, this has been 
30 minutes. Do we want to cut it off here? Yeah. So some food for thought. Are there differences between generations, value-wise and behavior-wise? I think we came to kind of a consensus that maybe behavior-wise there might be differences, but maybe not value-wise. I think that's fair. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I agree. And Ira learned what FOMO was, which is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Boomer. And Boomer, yeah. And OK Boomer. <laughs> I love that term. Yeah. So, good up. <laughs> good up. Good app. Ep. Episode. Oh, good app. Oh, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, good yeah, ep. good app. Oh. Yeah. If you go to Boomer Zoomers and Losers at gmail.com, then that right will go straight into our spam folder. <laughs> then you can um, write in some topics maybe you'd want us to talk about for the next episode. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for joining. Peace. <laughs> oh, what, what would be your generation's sign-off? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, interesting. How would like your generation a, like say? Like in my work email? Well, you just said peace. <laughs> that's a very millennial like a, uh, way to say bye, right? Oh, yeah. How like, would you say bye? Like, see ya. Bye. <laughs> Nothing really Wow, exciting. Annika. He really <laughs> sold it there. <laughs> I don't know. what What's yours, Ira? Ira's would be... Uh, go ahead. My boomers... And I hate this expression. Yeah. Chow. Okay. Yeah, I chow would be good. I fucking hate that. It could also be like, see you later, alligator. Like, that's oh, a... Oh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> well, that's something his generation would say. Yeah, really? yeah. But so yeah. many people say, um, chow. And then I calmly say... Excuse me, are we in Italy? Why are you using an Italian expression when we're here in the United States? I'm confused. And that's why I have no friends. <laughs> Except the Italian friends. Except the Italian <laughs> what, what would Are we people? in Italy? Yes. Oh, <laughs> all right. What would your... What would yours be? Later, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Later. Ciao. <laughs>